0: Hello, bitch. (laughs) You thought I was going to say governor. You're not the governor. You're a bitch. I'm just kidding. I love you. What's up? (laughs) I don't know if that's a good way to intro your show, but I'm giving it a try. Hope you're still listening. It's me, Adam Pecora. How the hell are you? Welcome to Requiem for a Tuesday. We got a jam-packed show for you today. Your boy is fired up for a couple reasons, but mostly one. I'll get to it in a second. First things first, let me do the pluggy plugs. You know what it is. Rate, review, and subscribe to this show on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on Google Podcasts, on Stitcher, on whatever. Go do it. Appreciate it. Thank you. Check out Justice's show, Microwave Minutes, and do the same. Uh what else we got? We got the music, multiplex and wolf x. Little dancey vibes you're looking for? Little experimentality, perhaps? We got both. Check those out. Uh what do we got? The merch for this show. I always forget to do that with the plugs for this show. Isn't that funny? Artfact.bigcartel.com got some goodies for you available there. You can follow me on Instagram at Adam.RFat. And you can email the show if you would like to RFATpodcast at gmail.com. I think that that covers all of our bases. Um, there's still the print studio. Again, I'm moving real slow on that. Want to do it right. Want to make sure everything's good. Just kind of plugging along. Also, not a ton of free time. So, that's coming in slow. So... You know, you're going to get a lot more show this episode. Because I I spent the last week, I was like, let's beef up the show. Let's go hard. And I'm going to try something a little bit new. So I don't know. Well, we'll see. I don't know if it's going to work as I'm recording. You know, you'll know already. But I got a laundry list today and I want to cram it into 30. So we'll see. We're going to do like micro rapid-fire segments here. Big stuff. Okay. <laughs> um. So first things first. I got fucking owned by a furniture company today. And it's devastating. I'm livid as we speak. It's also 100 fucking degrees again, just like it was last week. And I'm fucking miserable, okay? The climate here doesn't make any sense. Why is it so hot? I thought it was the north, you know? It just, I don't get it. And that's all I'm going to say. I don't want anyone to explain it to me either. Because I don't care what the reason is. I'm sure it has to do with all the water. But it's awful. It's a hundred... You know, not many people can say they've experienced a full hundred degrees of weather in a year. It's zero here every year and it's a hundred here every year and it doesn't add up, you know, and it's hardly ever 50. And if it is, it's raining. So it's just like, fuck. All right. Part one of that over. Part two. I get a new bed. Okay, your boys live in large, trying to be comfy. Basically, I have a shitty wood bed from Ikea that was like literally $50. It's time to move on. I cut the headboard off. I didn't want it to be so... Hmm. How should I put this? I don't know. I wanted it to be a more ambiguous thing. (laughs) But there are plenty of beds with no headboards that are just platforms. I just didn't want to get a new one. So anyway... The bed is basically a couch, the way that it's faced. I sit on it, I watch TV, I'm on it right now recording this show. It works great. So I said, let's get me a day bed. A.K.A. a couch bed frame. You know? Luckily my bed's only a full because I'm not a grown man yet. And so they make day beds in this format. Fantastic. Fantastic get to upgrade to metal finally a nice sturdy structure you don't got to worry about you would think and you know just all signs point to good a little more room for my underbed storage this belly keeps growing and the space under my bed keeps getting smaller as a result so all signs point to welcome this is a good idea let's pull the trigger boom get it it says it's gonna take 10 days it shows up in one but then so I'm like oh wow positive vibes good things are happening but then it doesn't show up for two straight days I guess it just sits on the truck I don't know not a logistics man but something happened not happy about it so then it finally shows up I'm like sick gonna build it Shows up on a Friday, gonna build it this weekend, Saturday morning, let's get a cup of coffee, let's get rolling. You know, I'm on step three, and I realize that these tubes that need to slide into, like, the main back frame support are completely smashed. It looks like somebody took them on a cinder block and hit them with a sledgehammer, like, they're completely smashed in. Not a single problem on the entire rest of the parts. So, I don't know what happened. I don't know who to blame. Definitely not me, is all I can say. (laughs) I'm modest and humble. Anyway, they say in the instructions, do not return this item if parts are damaged. Contact us to get replacement parts. Tangent. For those of you who may or may not remember, I don't know if you heard the episode or not, I just recently had a problem like this with a desk. It was a Chinese company. Translations were rough. They sent me the wrong parts, not even because of the translation part, just because they fucked up and sent, like, a similar part. And then I just said, fuck it. I'm just going to deal with it broken. I'm not doing this because I wanted my desk. This one, I don't have that option because they're completely ruined. The other one was like a... I don't know it was just more much more of a minor like attachment piece issue for this one had no choice okay I'm like give me the parts don't hear back for the whole weekend as expected annoying you know got bed parts scattered all over the place I'm like all right maybe this will be a similar fortune though at least I can get them In a day or two, like, let's make this happen, you know, customer service. And this fucking guy gets back to me and he says, these parts will be out of stock, like, for the foreseeable future. He said, might not be till early next year. And I'm like, what? And he's like, return it. And it's like, okay, This already is against the whole point. Like, have a better system. You made me type in the exact part numbers. How about you register back that those are out of stock and I don't have to go through with this? So I'm fired up the second this guy gets back to me. In fact, let me read through this. Okay. So the first message is just like, you need to prove you own this package. And whatever. And it's like, okay, here's a receipt and here's a photo of the damage. Great. Immediately, (laughs) we do not have a projected time of arrival. Like, what for the parts? And if you want to return the item, here's the link to Target help.com. It's like, buddy, you think I don't know how to figure out how to return a fucking item? This is not what I'm asking for your help with, you know, so it's just really condescending. And I'm like, yo, I can't lug this thing to a target. I got a bed shipped to my house because I'm not a fucking delivery guy. Okay. (laughs) I don't have a car currently, nor do I want one. And if I did, I still wouldn't want to go do this But I don't can't bring a bed on the bus, can't carry it a fucking mile to Target or to UPS. Okay, so I'm like, can I literally was like, can you just open up another bed and give me the parts that I need? And then you guys are stuck with the shitty parts. You know, why do I have the incomplete bed? You should have the incomplete bed and have my shitty parts. Or just one bed missing. How about you guys wait until you can restock your own spare parts and fix your own package? I'm just fucked? Like, that makes no sense. You know? You would prefer I ship it all the way back to Target and then wait for another one to show up? First of all, bad for the environment. Second of all... You're being lazy fucks. I bought it already. I deserve to have the thing I bought. Am I wrong here? Like, come on. And then this guy comes back and he's like, Target can do a pickup when you buy things online. Buddy, you don't work for Target. Like, why are you giving me Target customer service? Because guess what? I checked and they don't. And then I had to fuck, and that's what I said back. I was literally like, there is no such option for it to be picked up. I will, I definitely will not be buying any of your products in the future. Guess I'll figure it out on my own. And he gets back to me, we appreciate you taking the time to contact us. And just it's just like, fuck you with your copy-paste. He says... Listen to this. We regret what you are experiencing. We normally receive positive feedback concerning this model. If you regret what I'm experiencing, then do something to fix my experience. God, I just sound like an old white lady. (laughs) But like, what? What are we talking about here? So anyway, I sit on the phone with Target for 30 goddamn minutes... And she's like, yeah, there's really nothing we can do. And I'm like, well, this is insane. I'm just in this prison where my only option is to carry like a 70 pound, six foot long bed frame to a target. And she's like, well, UPS does pickup stuff, but only for target items. This is like a partner item. She calls the partner. They don't answer. She's like, all right, we'll do an exception. It's like, what the fuck? Y'all need a better system. If people are getting shit that's fucked up, this is what's supposed to happen. It makes no sense that when you get something delivered, when you get something delivered to return it, you need to fucking trek across somewhere. It's like, why would I buy something from Target.com? Like there's not a Target everywhere unless I had to. All right. That's part one. I'm fired up. Okay, part two. We'll just continue with the little rant segment. This one's going to be real brief. What the fuck is up with guys who stand by the exit on the bus when there's a bunch of open seats? You know, if your argument is I like standing, then don't stand by the exit. And then everybody's got to walk by you. And it's like you're constantly in the way. And. And everybody's looking around and the, the second they see you there, they're like, why doesn't he just take one of these seats? And I don't even mean like there's open seats with somebody next to you. I mean, completely open window seat and aisle seat in a row. And he's like, no, I'm going to stand by the exit and make everybody squeeze past me. What the fuck is that? Just sit down. If you like to stand, go stand, not by the door. All right, end of part two. All right, part three. (laughs) See, they're coming quick, baby. Uh, I just want to say I saw the Bob's Burgers movie in theaters. It was fantastic. It's labeled as a musical. It's not really. It's like the same ratio of singing that's in the show. So if there's like one song every 30 minutes, the movie's like an hour 45. There's maybe four or five songs like it averages out. Uh, there's definitely a ton of like just dialogue. They up the animation quality like a thousand percent. Although they kind of overdid the shadows, it looks really dark at certain points. That's my one little nitpick. Um, in a good way, it's a long episode. That's a movie. Is it movie scale? I would say the story is, but maybe the way it's presented doesn't quite live up to like movie scale. It's like a murder mystery. Like, kind of. It's very loosely that, and then it all kind of comes together at the end. Um, not as grand as I would like, but is good. You know, like, the Simpsons movie is not really like the show. Like, the humor is... But it's such a massive thing that it's really on its own. This is not that. But the criticism that a lot of shows get is that the movie is just one long episode. This is not a long episode. I would say it's like just an expanded episode into full length. Like I don't know how to word it to where it's not a negative thing. But they did a good job. So shout out Bob's Burgers. Go see the movie. A lot of people didn't even know it was coming out. I didn't know it was coming out. Found out the weekend before. It's the only time I saw any ads. So, shame on you, Fox. End of part three. I got to stop saying end of part at the end because I feel like that's redundant, you know? Because I was almost like, all right, part four. But it's like, you know, I just said it was the end of part three. So, that's not great. Um let's see. The Will Smith episode on my next guest needs no introduction, the David Letterman show. Uh awful, mind numbing. It was so painful to watch. It was recorded pre-Chris Rock slap and everything he says is basically a contradiction of that moment. You know? They get into stuff about like hip hop and you know, early in his career and all that and all that stuff's fine. Although I was sitting there in contempt the whole time. So that's just on me, I guess. It's really on him. Fuck you, Will. And then there's a point when shit really flies off the rails and you could see the steam coming out of my ears, I'm sure. But he talks about how he went down to like South America or wherever to do ayahuasca And he talks about doing ayahuasca like 35 times, maybe not that many, but it was a lot, like probably more than anyone should need. And he's very clearly an emotionally broken man. Everybody's just kind of publicly accepted that, which is good because fuck him. You're a little bitch. Uh, (laughs) And he talks about how like he became a peaceful man, how nothing ever gets to him now. Because he sees the grander scheme of things, and, like, he's an evolved being, and his consciousness has elevated above all the barbaric states of man. Bullshit, you fucking asshole. No way. <laughs> it was. Ex- it's like, oh, unless somebody talks about your wife and then you punch them in the face on live television... What, did we forget, accept that part? The ayahuasca didn't get to that, Will? You're not this fucking zen god. You know? It's kind of like what I talked about with Justice that I heard on that Ringer podcast about people, like, not knowing how to be the guy anymore and how that's a hard adjustment for a lot of people. This guy clearly lost it. You know? And plus the shit with his wife, like, you almost feel bad, but then you remember what an asshole. Fuck you. <laughs> and that's all I got. But listen, everything that led to that slap, we all felt bad for you, Will. We all felt bad for you. It's your fault that we don't. All right, moving on. All right, I finally want to talk about the new episode, not episode, episodes of Stranger Things the part 1 of season 4 which i thought man they really lost it you know i it could redeem itself in the second 7 but that first 7 was a slog man uh what a snooze fest boring as hell storylines were weak I mean, every episode was 90 minutes, roughly, at least on average. What the fuck? (laughs) You know, if they're like that in the second part of the seventh season, then these should have just been two 10-episode seasons, and they all could have been a normal length, first of all. Or were the other ones eight? Whatever the other ones were, you could have matched that still and cut the time down. Brutal stuff. Uh, half the kids moved to California. There's just some stoner guy who's the biggest caricature of everything you've ever seen. Uh, he doesn't need to be in the show. He serves no purpose. Uh, they were just like, we got to get an Asian guy in here or what Islander, whatever you want to say, whatever his thing is. It was like a diversity call because the guy does nothing. He just smokes weed. Listen, Any of the characters who then moved to California could have gotten a car and got into weed. Like, you don't need a character to make that happen, especially when the character, like I said, does nothing. Okay? I'm sure he'll be written into something big in the set, but guess what? You released it as a standalone thing, so the second half doesn't matter. Whatever happens in the second half... If that's good, then the second half is good. The first half is its own piece. You know? Even if you're going to call it the same season, it isn't. If it were, you would have released it all at once. Okay? It's two separate things. It has a solid ending. So, you know, don't just backload the whole thing and then the whole front is set up. Because if that's what it is... At least I'll feel better about going into the second half, but holy shit, what a waste of my time. What else we got in this thing? Uh, everybody hates and makes fun of the black kid for wanting to play basketball, and he's literally like, guys, I'm doing this for all of us, so we're not fucking nerds getting made fun of and beat up, which we all said we didn't want to do. Like, we're like, let's actually have a good time in high school, I'm like middle school and elementary school and they're like okay but you want us to move our D&D night cuz you have a basketball game and it's like y'all are from Indiana everybody in Indiana knows the importance of basketball so that's an illogical thing and even if these kids really hate basketball it's just like the entire concept of that like you're not little kids so you should just know better than to like think that that would be a reasonable way to act Okay, for whatever reason, the guy they play D&D with now is like a 23 year old senior, like literally in the show. And I mean, he looks old as fuck, but somehow he wasn't in the show before. So that doesn't make any sense because I believe it's still in Hawkins. It's not the California kids that meet this guy, although I think that they're freshmen now. Right. Which I just said. So that makes sense. Never mind. (laughs) <laughs> uh, but either way, I mean, there were kids in high school prior to this, so it is also kind of valid. Um, Yeah, and just nobody, everybody is, it's turned into such a melodramatic thing where everybody's just, like, fighting with each other over really extreme things. Uh, Yeah, the other, that new guy, the old guy is whack. Like, he's just an extreme caricature of, like, the guy who wants to be a rock star D&D player who's, you know, in his fifth senior year, whatever. It's just, like, there's no depth. None of this matters. Uh, the monster, like, psychologically breaks everybody's bones. It's a lot less, like, humanly threatening. The reveal is just that Eleven created him through this, like, mental time machine thing and it takes a whole season to uncover and the payoff is super weak like super weak i thought so the way they un- like the it's a 40 minute like monologue to unveil it and you know what's happening 10 seconds into it and you just have to sit there and wait for them to show you what you already know brutal the entire thing about getting what's-his-fucking-name-the-cop-back-from-Russia is exhausting, okay? What's-her-face, Winona Ryder and the other dude are just doing, like, little bits trying to get a plane to Russia, and then he's just, like, doing slave labor in a prison and none of it, it actually matters or has anything to do with the story. They could have just rescued him, like, in the first or second episode, and they drag it out through the whole season because they don't want him to come back until part two into, like, the other characters' lives, and it's like, okay, but all of this is pointless and a waste of time, and you're killing me. Uh, What else? I That's really... I mean, that's the gist... You know, the kid with no teeth is still really the best character who actually, like, treats these people as friends. It's really the only one left. The red-headed girl is an absolute pain in the ass the whole time because she won't tell anybody what's going on. And it's like, how are you not aware that these people will help you through this? Literally, your friendship is based upon defeating aliens to begin with. Or whatever you want to call them, demons. Uh, so yeah it's it's all just very illogical and silly and uh a very very slow burn so I'll still watch the other half just to tear it apart but uh I really just didn't even want to spend a full episode going over it because it would just be endless complaints uh very unlikable watch okay last part coming up right now stick around Okay, to close out the show, let's talk about Hacks. Now, Hacks is an excellent show, one of the first HBO Max-specific originals. Uh, they kind of all unveiled in very short amount of time. You know, they were working on it in advance, so there's a bunch already. But this show's fucking awesome. The first season was really good. Basically, this girl is an out-of-work comedy writer because she's abrasive. <laughs> And the only job she can get is working for an older female comic who just works the Vegas strip on, like, a residential thing. And the whole first season is they don't really get along, a lot of back and forth, blah, blah, blah. They're writing the jokes together, and, you know, it's a butting heads type thing. There's a bunch of other characters, whatever. It was excellent. Now, this season... It's different. They completely want to change what they're doing in terms of stand up. She no longer has the residency, so they go on tour, and the whole show's like on the road. It's a lot more engaging. It's a lot less combative. So it's a little more, I don't know, casual. Like everybody's more comfortable with each other, and so there's a lot less like fighting. A lot of the humor was very like anger based, I feel like, in the first season. And they kind of completely flipped the script on everybody's likability and kind of just boosted all that up uh, in a subtle but good way. I mean, if you watched both seasons like back-to-back, probably might be a little jarring. I don't know. I guess I just kind of thought of that right now, so I'm not really sure. Um, but the second season was absolutely phenomenal. It was much-needed improvement because it was... There were times when it's a little meddling, but you know they're setting everything up still. Unlike Stranger Things, which is in its fourth season, to so stop that setting things up, uh, <laughs> you have to get to know everybody. So there had to be ways to build all that in. You had to meet the families and all the extended things, and you kind of had to fit a lot in. Whereas this one, people can come and go because they're not needed to be around as much. You know who they are. You know what I'm saying? And it ended on a note to where it was like, holy shit, the show might be over, but boom, HBO Max right away renews for another season. So I just want to say shout out to Hacks. You should absolutely watch that show. Um, There's really good stuff with like inner industry things, like kind of. It's not quite like a like a ballers or entourage, you know, but it has that same like, oh, backstage, there's some cameos but it's light. It's not like what the show is about. It's really about this one central character, um, the writer, well, and her boss, comedian, Gene Smart, who passes off very well for a stand-up. I don't know if she ever did it, but she does a damn good job in the show. And basically they both have to like kind of figure out their own bullshit in order to be better and successful. And it's just great to watch. It's just great to watch. And you love a good ending and they ended it great. But now they kind of have a little bit of a hole for them to dig themselves out of. Because they kind of made it like a parting ways ending. So I'm interested to see if they just go like dual storylines that maybe intersect. Or just separate. Or there's going to be circumstances that bring them back together. Now, I suppose I'm only assuming that the writer, Ava, would end up back with Deborah, the comedian. But it could be vice versa. Maybe Deborah's ascending stardom aligns with Ava's and she ends up on the show she's working for. Who knows? But I'm thinking something like that might happen. Really excited to find out. Go fucking watch Hacks on HBO Max. It rhymes. You gotta love it. <laughs> Um, But it's really an excellent show. Okay. That's the end. That was a fucking whirlwind, wasn't it? I just came at you with a take tornado. Your boy was ranting and (laughs) screaming. I'll be back next week. Hopefully, maybe a similar format. I don't really know. We'll see what's going to happen there. But, uh, fired up. Big things to come. Check out all the stuff linked in the description below. I love you. Thanks for listening. Share, share, share. Let people know. Requiem for a Tuesday. And remember, I are fat. You are fat. We are fat. Calculator.